You're listening to the Makers and Mystics podcast. This is season 13, Introduction. Okay, everybody, here we go. This is your host, Stephen Roach, and I'm so excited to begin this new season of conversations on community and culture. In this introductory episode, I'm going to share some of my personal thoughts and motivations behind this season's theme, as well as give you some context for the conversations we'll be having over the next couple of months. As always, I'd like to thank you for listening. And as a reminder, if you'd like to go deeper into these conversations, you can join our Patreon community at patreon.com slash makersandmystics. This is an opportunity for you to build community with other like-minded artists and get feedback on your wins, your challenges, as well as the things that are important to you. So again, thank you for listening. This is season 13, Community and Culture, an introduction. This cultural moment may be one of history's most interesting times to find home among a community of like-minded people with whom we identify. On the one hand, we're more connected than we ever have been, thank you, internet. And yet at the same time, people feel more disconnected than ever before. Isolation and loneliness have become an epidemic. So much so that in May of 2023, the Surgeon General put out a statement calling isolation and loneliness a public health crisis. He said, approximately half of United States adults reported experiencing measurable levels of loneliness. Disconnection fundamentally affects our mental, physical, and societal health. In fact, loneliness and isolation increase the risk for individuals to develop mental health challenges in their lives, and lacking connection can increase the risk of premature death to levels comparable to smoking daily. Now, he also pointed out that this condition predates the pandemic. And I'm sure on some level this is true, but let's not deny that the pandemic agitated and worsened this condition exponentially. Some people have not recovered from the disruption of the pandemic and have only normalized a reclusive, isolated lifestyle. I would even go so far as to say the pandemic was perhaps the most bizarre and psychologically damaging social experiment our generation has ever witnessed. And we are living in its wake. So I want to take a moment and set the stage for where I want to take this conversation on the podcast and why I feel this is an important focus specifically for the art and faith community. So follow me here. It's the year 2020. Everyone is full of hope and anticipation for the new year. We're tossing around clever phrases about 2020 vision and encouraging one another to have a new outlook on life. And then suddenly we wake up one morning to discover Not only has our entire calendar been wiped out, 
but we are also under strict orders not to congregate with other people indoors and told to stay home. In my personal experience, and I've talked about this elsewhere, the first lockdown came the week of our Breath and Clay event. We had interns living here with us from out of the country and other parts of the United States. We had people traveling from all over the world to be a part of our event. And then the week hundreds of us were gathering together, we had no choice but to close our doors. Everyone was confused, and our experience of community was rattled to the core. Now, I want to be sensitive in bringing this up because I know that our experience is not comparable to people who lost their lives or the lives of loved ones or those who couldn't attend funerals or weddings or the birth of their grandchildren, but this is exactly my point. The course of our social life was irrevocably damaged, and the way we conduct relationships and celebrate life was impeded. Many of us had to change jobs or locations. We were left alone with our own thoughts, our own perspectives, our own judgments and conclusions. And I don't know about you, but I get really weird when I'm left to my own ends for too long. It can be really unhealthy not to get that living face-to-face connection with other people you resonate with. You've probably heard me say this before, but there's a vast difference between solitude, which is life-giving and nourishing to the creative spirit, and then isolation, which diminishes the creative spirit. The effects of the pandemic for many of us, though I know some who learned how to flourish there, has largely been detrimental. Now, go back with me for a moment a few years prior to the pandemic. It's 2016, and here in America, we experience one of the most divisive political and social upheavals of our history as a nation. Dare I mention the names of certain reality TV show presidential candidates or the traumatic unfolding of racial tensions and police brutality? Suddenly, families and friends are divided over ideologies, lines are drawn, and relationships are no longer built upon common interest, blood, or geographical proximity. Relationships are built upon buzzwords, virtue signaling, and using the correct images on social media. Trust is eroded and little tribes are formed. The cocktail of how images and isolation affect us psychologically would be a very interesting discussion for another time. But to stay on topic, let's add another dynamic to this picture. Church communities. I've walked the fringes or participated in various communities of faith for most of my adult life. I recall when the biggest division within the church was simply whether you believed in the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit or not. Denominations were divided over arbitrary differences like speaking in tongues or whether you raised your hands during a worship service. But for the most part, even the most polarized sects of the faith still agreed on the basic tenets. But today, the dividing lines are far wider than preferences of worship style or petty bickering over non-essential doctrines. 
Now those who call themselves believers cannot decide if the Bible can be trusted or if the resurrection is a myth or history or what our response to questions of gender and orientation is to be, and many are unwilling to build relationships with those who do not hold to the same party line. We call ourselves by qualifying adjectives. I'm a progressive Christian, or she's a fundamentalist Christian. And if we signal to someone in the other camp, if we use the wrong phrase or talk about a taboo subject, enter deconstruction, (laughs) we are likely to be cut off or canceled, exiled from the community of those who abide by a particular set of community laws established by the tribe's gatekeepers. Now, the problem with this for me is that I don't easily conform to this or that label. And the more someone tries to put me in this or that box, I squirm until I get free. I don't need qualifiers to my faith. I'm not progressive and I'm not fundamentalist. I am beloved. Nothing more, nothing less. But my point is that if we want to contribute to the curation of a healthy culture, It requires us to go beyond the comfort zones of our own echo chambers. And I say all this to set the stage of how we as a society got to the place we are now where the idea of building creative community comes with a very unique set of challenges. In order to build genuine community and to help one another grow, it requires that we see beyond the divisiveness of our current moment and to find common ground even with those with whom we don't necessarily agree. To this point, if you've followed the Makers and Mystics podcast for any length of time, you've probably discovered that I host a wide variety of voices and perspectives on the show. This has been part of the intention and the culture of the podcast from the beginning. One reason I'm passionate about hosting various voices on the show and at our live events is because it has become way too easy for us to silo ourselves off in our own beliefs and preferential leanings. This tendency is not limited to faith communities alone, but it seems to be a prevalent stance in much of society today. And on one level, it's perfectly natural for birds of a feather to flock together, so to speak. But when the polarities of opinion become sharp and divisive, separating otherwise beautiful connections... It's time for someone to reach across the divide and search for common ground. Part of fostering creative community and forming a culture conducive to creative exploration is bringing differing elements together in the same space. This is what creativity is, bringing different elements together and seeing what new thing they form. And in light of the social trauma we just lived through, Building life-giving community is vital to our personal healing and flourishing of greater society. And it's here where the artist is given a wonderful and unique position to be a bridge builder between extreme perspectives. You know, I was shown a video interview not too long ago between Woody Allen and Billy Graham. The interview impacted me more than I expected. But what struck me was not necessarily anything either of them said, but the way they treated one another. Woody Allen, of course, is known for his bizarre and comedic films, but not so much for his moral integrity. 
whereas Billy Graham is known to be straight as an arrow and a gospel preacher through and through. The two men and what their lives stand for encompasses two extremely different worldviews. And yet when they encountered one another, it was done with lightheartedness and respect. It fostered a larger sense of culture and community than a flat agreement of ideals. This is one way that art brings healing to a divided nation and stitches the wounds of a torn society. Life and death are on the tip of our pens and our paintbrushes. One of the primary things I want to express today is that at the heart of our humanity, we are social creatures. And though I'm an advocate for expressing the fullness of our individuality, I know as artists and creatives, we need one another. And expressing the fullness of who we are only happens in the context of committed, intentional relationships with people who call out the best version of who we are. We are wired with a spiritual and biological need to belong. Even the most independent among us still have a need for community in the affirmation of others. This is a normal, beautiful part of our humanity. We were created to thrive within interdependent relationships with our families and communities. Our loved ones and friends often serve as mirrors, reflecting back to us aspects of our lives we cannot see on our own. The feedback of our community plays a crucial role in our creative development and helps us accomplish things we couldn't accomplish on our own. I'm thinking now, what if we implemented a little creative disruption here? What if we flipped this narrative on its head? What if we disrupt the disruption and formed community as an act of defiance against the dehumanization of our need to belong? What if in the face of the emergence of AI, robotic interfacing and digital personas, we went analog and celebrated the beauty of togetherness? Community is vital to the life of the artist because in community, we are invited to go beyond our own inherent selfishness we're called upon to consider the other. And not only this, but we are gifted with the not always welcomed perspective of the other. We are shown differing points of view and given opportunity to think beyond the small scope of our own preferences and needs. On this season of the podcast, I want to address some of the ways our sense of community has been damaged and look toward ways we can heal. I want to get us thinking about how community impacts our work as artists and how the artist can serve to build, rebuild, and to heal cultural rifts as the one I mentioned earlier. I want to show through my conversations with the guests on the show how community has impacted their creative process and how we might benefit from it in ours. It is my aim to try and solve all the world's problems but I do want to discuss how artists shape and even heal culture and how community plays out in the lives of makers and mystics like you. And ultimately, I want you and I to participate in becoming agents of healing for our fractured world. Over the next few months, I want to invite you to begin asking yourself, how can I as a working artist or as one exploring my own creativity 
become an agent of healing for our fractured culture? How can my art serve to shed light, offer new perspectives, and welcome others into a life-building dialogue? And I want to put these questions into practice in my own community and invite you to participate in it with me. You may have heard me talking about it in other places, but on March 22nd through the 24th, we're gathering together in the City of Arts and Innovation, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, for a beautiful weekend exploring creative community centered around art and faith. This is a huge leap of faith for us. I mentioned it at the top of this podcast how the pandemic hit the week of our 2020 gathering. And this will be the first fully live event that we've hosted since then. And so my hope is that even by our stepping out and giving this thing another chance, you'll be willing to take this leap with us. So if you're able, I would love for you to come and be a part of this weekend. And if you would like to come, but you can't afford the investment, send me a message. I know the guy running the show and I could probably offer you a discount or sneak you in the side door when no one's looking. You can visit thebreathintheclay.com to get some more details, or you can see the show notes of this episode for links. But regardless of whether you come to the event or not, one thing I wanna leave with you today is this. You're not alone. In fact, you're far from being alone. There's an entire generation of others who have lived through the same traumatic isolation that you've been through. And now is the time for us to begin coming back together and rebuilding community and to begin reshaping the culture that we want to leave as a legacy to our children and their children. And so as we begin this new series of conversations on community and culture, I want to invite you to follow along and to know that hope has the final word. And no matter what may come, You and I are in this thing together, and we've been invited to participate as the architects of hope for this generation. So I'll see you again next week for our first full interview episode. And in the meantime, my friends, you know what to do. Keep creating. The world needs your art. Mm